Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today I've got a fantastic talent on the back of the bus with me, <laughs> but your name is a bit too much like I said, Loyal Carner, but it's Lewis Canner. That's right, yeah. Yes! <laughs> yeah! So Loyal Carner, Lewis Capaldi, there's all the ones that Have are getting mixed in. confused with all these? Uh, not to my knowledge, but we'll see one day maybe. <laughs> and also looks, I've decided you look very much like the guy of One Direction. How many times have you had that? I've had a fair few, yeah. <laughs> well, now I've got blonde hair, I probably won't it's get it eyes, as much. It's the eyes, man, it's definitely it? the eyes. Maybe I Captivating. <laughs> <laughs> They've caught me. <laughs> now, brother, how are you holding up in this weird, let's go not weird and wonderful, just more weird time? <laughs> Honestly, not too bad. Yeah, You're keeping just, all right with yeah, it? Yeah, just going with the flow. Like I say, I was talking before, and it was just use the first lockdown as just a... Um, a break and rather than thinking oh god I should be doing some work or I've got all this free time I should be writing loads and it's very rare in your mid-twenties that you get a year off to just think (laughs) I mean did you feel inside that you needed a break was there something there about you that thought do you know what not necessarily no I, I just thought we just got all this time off, and you, know, you can't go to the pub. You can't. You can't work. I can't, yeah. like, pub came first, though, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't do so anything. British, you, <laughs> you can't, can't go out. And just the only thing to do is just sort of sit inside and sort of mull things over. So, so you had in your heart re- relaxing. What about writing and creativity? Did you see that as an opportunity? Definitely saw it at the start as a oh god I've got all this time and I and uh, fortunately my parents house have got a little studio there so I can just go in and and do loads and I'd, nothing I didn't feel inspired or creative or, at all I just thought rather than force it let's just take this time and and have some time off and just have you ever sat there writing and it, everything just comes out as utter shite and and sort of contrived have you done that before yeah yeah if if that, I um. Especially if I'm writing by myself, I'll if 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 it just comes out and it's and I don't enjoy it immediately, I yeah. just stop. I just stop really? and do something else. Yeah, I've yeah. had it before where I've just been, you know, before COVID and just been writing. I thought that it's just not happening to yeah. me. Right, back in the car, go home, walk to the pub. And where would you then find your inspiration from? Was it pub tales, being out there, living life a little bit, and then coming back with something to actually document? Uh, I I just wait for that like one melody mm. or one lyric to come to me. I don't yeah. I don't really go out and, and look for it as such. It really is just as simple as a lyric mm. or something, even a word. Sometimes yeah. I've had it in my head. I uh, I remember this. I wrote a song called um, "You've Got This," which was basically the message all the way through. But uh, I had a friend coming over all the time. She's a lovely friend. But do you ever have a friend that just complains? Every time they meet you. I think I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was really, again, still a close friend. But it was just always quite negative um, when she'd come over. It was of a, a painful experience, breakup and X, Y and Z. And I'd just sit there and let her sort of talk at me and just go and shoot. But then she did give me a, a line in her talkings where I thought, wait, shut up. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> and it was, um, I've looked in every book in every library shelf. She said it that quick. Oh, nice. And it went in such a melody of, I look in every book in every library shelf. Yeah. And I, I took that one line, went away with it, and 
tried to give her advice through this song, but using her line. Mm. So it's like, you know what, you'll be all right, you have got this. Yeah. But I made sure I fit that line all the way around the song. Nice. And it built a whole thing out of it. So, sometimes it is just that yeah. thing, isn't it? In the, the intonation or like the lyric or the mm. word or the melody. And yet... The feeling you get from it. It's nice to have just... You never know when it's going to happen. Like, you could say something and I'll be like, can we just pause and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty with technology, isn't it? You've got yeah. your notes and stuff. That's it. I mean, we, this is take two of the podcast, because I... Not that Mikey, you forgot <laughs> to press play, but we also went into podcasts, and you say you're mm. quite an avid listener of podcasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, can you give a few of what you're listening to at the minute? Yeah, there's there's plenty. So, there's Jack Mate's podcast, there's the True Geordie podcast, which is... You know, I've listened to that loads back in the day, but it's what, not... What's he sort of dishing out on that, the Drew Geordie one? Just, like, uh, p- random personalities and characters from yeah? every sort of walk of life, but he's not Is it somebody from Geordie Shaw? No, it's no, just oh. some YouTuber, he's just big Geordie lad, and oh, he, nice. yeah, he, he just, it just seems like a well-cool guy. <laughs> I love the Geordie attitude, Geordie oh, mentality. So cool. I've got to admit, uh, so me and Chrissy have just had a baby recently. Congratulations, Thank you mate, so man. much, man, it is the best feeling I've ever had in my life. I'm, I'm a man now. <laughs> and I'm loving it. Um, but we've managed in the lockdown to just find a little retreat away just and managed to get away when the the rules got loosened, would you call it? Yeah, yeah. Now they're being tightened and loosened. Yeah. They got loosened and we found a minute to get away together. So, first time without baby, mm. and we just went wild <laughs> Nice little hot tub, oh. nice place to be, and uh, what you should do in a whole two days, we did in half an hour, maybe an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, get the food out, yeah, lovely food, drink, 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 having the best time. Yeah. But while we're away from baby for a minute, I, I got into Geordie Shaw, that was where I was oh, going. Really? So... Because we got so drunk, the next day I thought we'd go on a nice beach walk, have a good day out together. But no, I was hungover to everything. So we just watched Geordie Shaw for the day. And it was the best, like, rubbish TV. Have you watched it? I haven't, but I had a very similar thing at the start of lockdown. We watched uh, Teen Mum UK. Oh mate, oh, and, and, what's uh, that about? It, it's just basically what it says on the tin. It's, it's, it's teenagers that have kids early and it's yeah. just documenting their, their stories <laughs> oh my god it's such such good tv because yeah we had the best of ideas of what we're going to do on this holiday together and all these travels but pretty much came back with we're going to watch geordie shaw now <laughs> yeah yeah oh, oh that's the best though to get come back with a, a tv series that's got all those seasons oh mate that, that's a I, gift that, is it though oh, it's a true <laughs> gift i'm supposed to be trying to create music oh you need that wind down though yeah it is a good escapism it's brilliant we watch um modern family at home oh, oh that's my. cool yeah so we we watched it and finished it in a couple of weeks <laughs> And then we wa- we started it immediately again. And really? then it finished, and I was like, we can't watch Straight it for the third time. And my girlfriend was like, I wouldn't be mad if we watched it again. I was like, yes, that's it. <laughs> I, do, I do love escapisms, because my head's always so, as you know, busy and trying to make moves, do music, create film, or whatever it is. Mm. So just being able to truly turn off. But I say I'm doing that. When I'm watching these sort of series i'm actually psychoanalyzing people and trying to work out a breakdown of why they're like that why does society enjoy this so much yeah 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 <laughs> i can't watch it normally i, I want to know what's going off <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean the best one for me recently was vikings have you seen vikings i've heard of it i'm not seeing it now I, I do 
I like to be learning something while I'm watching it, even mm. though it is a bit mythical and there's different Game of Thrones style dragon stuff going in there. Mm. There's a lot of factual, real to life history in there, and I thought mm. that's quite cool. So I can do a bit of learning and yeah. stuff on top. Do you get that in your podcast listening? Are you going to just escape in podcasts, or do you have horses for courses? Uh, a little bit. I, I just I only listen to it when I'm driving, really. Mm. So I, obviously before COVID, uh, I drove a lot. Yeah. Whereas, um, whereas now I'm not driving as so much. Yeah. So I've got a massive <laughs> backlog of these the podcasts. So I'm loving it, but. Um, it's just nice to have to be part of a conversation, not have to to add anything and just mm. listen and just, and these, these people's stories are on a podcast for a reason. They're just incredible stories. Mm. So um, yeah, it's just, I just find it really interesting hearing like life stories. And it's beautiful to have a friend there for the day, isn't it? Yeah, I, I sit and I'm thinking, right, I'm going to do the washing today or go and potter about. And I love music, but actually just hearing the hum of people connecting mm. and coming together and having a conversation. Because I suppose through Corona times, that's what we're lacking so much at the minute. People 100. together, being be united. Mm. Just a little podcast now and then, hearing muttering behind you, it feels like a friend's there. 100%. When I did a, a session in Nottingham the other week, all COVID safe and everything like that. Yeah. And, uh... <coughs> sorry. And, uh... I felt really uh, awkward because it's the first time I've met and been around new people for five months or so Mm. and I felt like I was just being really strange I was like I don't know how to act around Mm. people anymore Mm. I was like I hope I don't come across as a flipping arsehole because I look like a right arrogant prat right now but I was like I I don't know what how to how to be a human at the minute I was like I don't know what's going on (laughs) I got a bit more comfortable at the end where you're at it was it was a very strange feeling it doesn't take long does it as a somebody that gigs you've done a thousand gigs now and we'll get on to that but goes to so many places does talks or whatever you do to be out of it for even a few weeks is so strange that's your, it. your brain reverts to a an animalistic need and nature for being and longing around people that's it well, mm. well i was you know gigging like every week so if i if even like to go on holiday or something having a week off was really bizarre to me yeah i was like well i'm not uh, i'm not working that week like, how can i it being, I just didn't make any sense. Like being self-employed, I, I just mm. wanted to. Obviously, I wanted that holiday, but it was just really strange for me to be like, right, I'm going away. And uh, that took a, took a minute to. I mean, I suppose to. for you as well, because being a musician and having it as your full-time living and income, it takes a lot to get to that point. Mm. So as soon as you have in your mind, oh, I'm going to release the trigger for even a week, that can be quite uncomfortable stepping stone to be on, can't it? Mm. Everything can change in, su- in such a short amount of time. Especially like, with nowadays. Exactly. Like yeah. I released um, a couple of EPs, uh, one EP in 2015 and one in 2016. They've both been taken down. But... Um, the 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 shift from how people consume music from 2016 to when I released my debut single in 2019 was mm. insane. Like, really, no one's well for me. It, sales isn't a, a thing really. It's more about the the streaming side. And I yeah. was like, wow. How, before I was I was like pushing everyone like please go to the iTunes chart and, yeah, and buy yeah. my EP and like that'd be really cool. And now it's it it was just really strange did to learn. Did you have physical copies back in the day as well? I had a couple, but um, I don't think I actually did anything with them. They must be lying about somewhere. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but um, I was just focused on, you know, people having it on their phones. And, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just easier for everyone. Just, like, click, done. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just bizarre having to learn how, and how 
fast it's all changed in three years where no one's really focusing sales they're all focusing on streaming it's like have you had to totally adapt and change your game then yeah i'd say so 100 yeah. yeah yeah i think you you never really stop well i don't anyway i don't really stop thinking about that how to you know just sort of push myself or market myself mm. better or yeah. i mean and especially through covid world are you doing a lot of online stuff are you playing live and uh, yeah i did a few like live sort of festival things like that <laughs> and then um that was in the first lockdown and things opened up a bit and got mm. relaxed and i had a i actually had a really busy august i had so many gigs through august oh, and that was amazing. I was like, "Oh God, it's back!" Like I'm, I'm back to doing yeah. it. And I was bu- busier than ever because everyone's like open. Like we want music. More. Yeah. <laughs> like this is bro. This is so cool. And then September came and it sort of got quiet a bit. And, I was like, mm. and then October came and I was getting gigs cancelled left, right, and centre. Dude, and like, what's going on? And then bang, lockdown again. So That's it was, right. yeah. It's, it's, it's just. It feels like we're just you know about stalling all the time yeah yeah just get used to it now don't you <laughs> like like in a race isn't it when you've been doing a, a marathon which you've done a half before yeah. but you start running you're in a stride and then stitch starts coming in mm-hmm. and you know exactly what you need to and want to be doing but you can't really run through it so it's just like right stop here a minute stop here a minute That's it. you're just desperate and you're seeing everyone pass you sort of thing but mm. luckily we're not seeing that now yeah everyone's, everyone's got stitched yeah. <laughs> yeah we've all got stitched together what a lovely metaphor <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you said you took your break uh, for a bit in lockdown, which has been lovely for people, and they've had breathing spaces, mm-hmm. but now it does feel a bit, right, we've been left in a, a long time now. Mm. Are you getting to that irritability about you where you think, oh, I could be gigging now, I'm ready for it? Yeah, but I, I, at the same time, like, I think loads of people have it loads worse than I do, and I mm. feel... I don't really feel like I'm in a, in a position to complain. I'm a, mm. I'm able to come here and do this, and yeah, yeah, and um, and but I'm, I'd love to go back to gigging and stuff like that. But mm. again, when the country's ready, I, I don't want to yeah, be that guy who's like, let's get gigs back because yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to, you know. Just being nuanced with it, though, you know. There's a grey area in life. We've spoke a lot in terms of there's a black and a white. We either never have gigs again, leave it all until it's proper, or I just want everything back and we should be gigging what's up and mm. I love that real honest nuanced perspective of balance mm. and I am ready but I want it to be the right time and I want everyone to be comfortable together and we can start introducing it in proper ways yeah so I think that's a lovely attitude mm. I, I applaud that kind of thinking <laughs> <Thank> you, <man. laughs> I, I've, I've looked on my social medias recently and just people speaking in certainties and assertive thinking of it's either all a con or everyone needs to start doing exactly what we're being told yeah I, I love these conversations where people are open to ideas and mm. new and thoughts there's always a way around sort of anything isn't there yeah. so and most of the fun comes from trying to find out that new way so mm. we just we've got to take the rules in um but just be very real in ourselves no we're adults and i would never have a party now that i wouldn't <laughs> have a party right in this time where it is still up in the air mm. but i think you can conduct yourself accordingly to oh, i'm comfortable though having a a safe meeting like this is now mm. we're sat away from each other <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're comfortable in that and just people have negated or steered away from their what's right for them mm. sometimes they don't listen to their adult mind of what they're willing to do do you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean yeah it's, it's important so i'm ready i think to gig again i'd love I've, to just have people around to, you I'm know so and, and see my friends and <laughs> you know i've been 
I, I took some time out from music and creativity for a little bit. I needed that space, but I realised how you can't really ever leave it, can you? No, <laughs> you, no. you have this in your mind, I'm, I'm going to put that aside now and live on this part, but because it just speaks to your soul, it's a great way of being cathartic, expressing yourself and your emotions. Mm. The moment I tried to just eradicate it, things will build up again and mm. I start getting irritable. So having a space for me, like a passion like writing, somewhere I can put it, I've realised how important that is to maintain in my life and be there mm. at least once a week, maybe once every two weeks. I yeah. still need it in my life. Yeah. Are you finding that with when you had a your breather and break away that you've come back with a oh, this is how beautiful it is to to write again? Yeah, it, it's and it's it's having a different approach to it now. Obviously, the the writing sessions and stuff are all online. So, mm. amount of people I've never met in real life, which is quite bizarre. But it's, again, it's a new challenge, a new way to to do stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and it does feel nice, especially with all everything that's going on. It's nice to to feel a little normal again and mm. go back to work, as it were. So, yeah. I give them. Like lectures sometimes, I've worked in unis before and don't get me wrong, I love being in schools, in unis and being around people, but I have done a few on Zoom mm. uh, now, I've really enjoyed them mm. because we're working out and trying to conduct it, but where you can sort of turn people on mute you're the speaker there, they can raise the hand and you can individually go into breakout rooms and talk to them mm. I found it's it's quite creative what you can do with people and been people in past sessions where they've experienced me there trying to spin all these plates and talk to everybody and they've seen me online and they've really enjoyed that more so because they've got to speak to me on a one-to-one where they felt they couldn't before yeah so even as a musician there is new ways of conducting ourselves now being clever with technology Mm. that can really benefit you yeah, 100%. Yeah. Are you, this is your living, isn't it? Like, mm. you're a full-time musician. Yeah. Can you remember that first gig you got then, where you got paid to be there, and you thought, are you sure? Is this, this money in my hand now? <laughs> I, I, I actually, I feel really bad. I feel like I don't. Um, <laughs> I think it might have been a function or something. Uh, and my my dad took me. I remember, yeah, the, and the, he, the guy came up and he paid me before. Okay. And I was like... So obviously, I've never really handled money in a self-employed Don't environment know how many before. Could. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah. Do you know what I'm going to sound like? So, I obviously I took the money and I was like, um, I could just leave. <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to. But I was like, there's a lot of trust you put in me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember it wasn't sort of like a, oh wow, music's taken over. Um, mm. I can stop doing everything else and now do it. It was right. I'm doing music and we're going to build it into a living. Mm. So I, I worked at. Um, uh, a clothes shop in in Redford in town, and uh, I worked there for about just over a year, mm-hmm. and it, it got taken over by a new management, and I wasn't told that my contract wasn't getting renewed, mm. so it got to December thirty first, and we were doing all the red tagging and stuff like that, and putting you know all the sale items and stuff like that, and five minutes before the end of my shift, it was like, this is your last day, by the way. I was like, oh right. <laughs> Brilliant. Really? Yeah, and I was like, Dude. oh, crikey. Okay, so I went home and I told mum and dad, and I was like, good, right, focus on your music then. Oh, I was like, and What yeah. a cool man to have in your life. Yeah, they've been so, they've been amazing all, the whole way through. So he just like, he set me up self-employed, and he helped me uh, start up a record label so we could release some music like that. Wow. Um, and uh, a management company as well, so I could run it all like a, 
a thing and Dude. yeah it was it was it, you know that walk home from work was quite daunting because i didn't know how people were going to take it i felt really bad i'd just lost my job mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then uh the, the reaction from my dad it just put me at ease it was just like it's well it's cr- fine it was getting in the way anyway i was like dude wow. this is like this is so well, cool <laughs> is your dad a businessman as such uh he's um uh he works in uh, an accountancy firm yeah in, in leeds so um i mean because why is he so supportive did he see it from a young age that this is what you really wanted to do we've been sort of i got my first guitar when i was five mm. um and then I started sort of singing in secret in my yeah. bedroom when I was 18. Uh, I'd just turned 18. I had loads of electric guitars, but I didn't have an acoustic. So I bought an acoustic. It arrived on my 18th birthday. And I just started like doing covers and putting them on Facebook. But didn't tell my family or anything. Wow. Like that weren't on Facebook anyway. And um, I went to a uni interview uh, in Leeds. And my dad came with me. We did the whole thing. And they were like, yeah, cool. Yeah, you can come next year on the basis of the grades or whatever. I was like cool uh i went to the bar with my dad after and i was like i don't think i really want to do this and he was like well what do you want to do and i just showed him the video and i was like i just kind of want to do stuff like this and wow and oh, i was quite a shy kid growing up until about sixth form i'd say anyway yeah um and i think he was just sort of like blown away the fact that i've chosen to do something you know what one moment, guy on a stage <laughs> and he was just what like lovely moment wicked and went home rejected all the uni office and just started getting to work so. oh man i want to go and yeah. high five your dad right now yeah yeah what yeah cool fella yeah no it was a it was a turning point that day and i'll mm. never forget that i mean when you closeted singer <laughs> in your way how are you learning though well i i so I could play guitar before. I've always been able to just play electric guitar and, and guitar in general. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really know the names of the chords, so I just felt, I just went on, um, you know, just type in the Kooks Naive chords yeah, yeah. and just copy the chords and then you just sort of hum the tune, sing the tune. Mm. And it was just sort of like this... I mean, I'd, I'd hate to see those videos come back up because they must have been dreadful, but um, <laughs> people were so supportive on Facebook. and They're good and, to look back through, though, aren't they? Yeah. See your stepping stones and journey. But I, I took a lot of inspiration from Passenger at the time. Yeah. Because um, I went to go see uh, Ed Sheeran and Passenger was the support, and cool. Ed Sheeran was b- b- brilliant, obviously. Yeah. But I was just blown away the fact that Passenger came out. I had no idea who he was, and everyone was screaming, and these songs were really cool, and, mm. and the finger-picking stuff. I was like, that is ace so i took on the sort of like uh nasally squeak that he's got vocally mm, mm. so to look back at those videos must be i bit. remember man when the reason you're here today i was just scrolling down and this high-pitched sound came from my phone i thought i like that That's cool. <laughs> and your vocal range is all over but beautiful you Thank can you, control man. it perfectly so I try to <laughs> i like hearing where your inspirations and ideas have come from mm. and i can feel that in you now yeah yeah it's quite searching how you sing i'm listening to every word oh, and brilliant. you play with them beautifully thank you yeah i think that it, it, I, I really love the um the finger picky stuff in acoustic mm. guitar like mm. i think it's super you i think i feel really bad saying this but like when i was busking um a lot, I used to busk loads. Awesome. And, um, Imagine it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there would be people that just shred, like, throw yeah, the guitar yeah. down and then some really nice vocals and blast out very loud mm. and everyone turns around and looks and I was like, that's really cool but I'd rather... I'd kind of like people Captivate to turn around... Yeah. Through a, a different feel. Yeah, I'd rather 
finger pick it and yeah. and make the guitar sound really pretty yeah. and put some vocals on it and if someone turns around and likes it from that I, I don't like being in the way mm. so if I'm busking in the street making a load of noise if 90% of people love it I know there's 10% people that just think shut up yeah yeah so yeah. I just want it to not be in the way so it's right. here you don't have to listen to it you can walk past and just ignore it it's not in your face. Ah, so, I like that. Um, it's probably why I steered to you as well and why that sort of got me. Because I'm, at my heart, very calm, chill. Mm. I listen to lo-fi most of the day when it's not podcasting mm. and listening to podcasts. But I just love that gentle attitude around where you're not always at 100%. Yeah. You've just got a nice, not even a plateau, but a nice feel throughout your day. That's energy it. about it. And... That was what your voice did. It relaxed me straight away. It oh, just man. made me think, oh, this is a guy where I had a picture straight up. I was <laughs> laid down on a beach with my partner and our baby doing oh. their thing. And there was this busker or performer sat there and we've got a cocktail each. That was exactly oh, what was nice. in my mind. <laughs> so you created that. <laughs> Thank you for that vision. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't mind that right now, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, was your... That your journey really when you were learning taking on it was always gentle it was always because Passenger has this song um, I like have you heard it is just explaining uh, things you like or oh, I hate I hate yeah I yeah, hate, yeah 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 I, I hate. like it's a good song <laughs> that's that. a very different one <laughs> yeah yeah but it's kind of sort of poetry very very gentle just so easy listening and mm. I could wa- listen to that all day yeah those sort of influences throughout then very early on it was that yeah mm. and um i grew up like listening to rock music which then right. bled into um sort of uh some 41 blink stuff that yeah, sort okay. of like american rock and then that In the blended car, i just can't wait <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> and then that blended into i sort of went into like heavy metal i really loved um bullet from valentine mm. but then i heard their acoustic version of stuff and i just yeah. way preferred that yeah and then that bled into um we never really had pop on in the house. It was always just like rock and stuff like that. And then I I woke up one morning at about five in the morning and I put the music channel on mm. and it was Tiny Temper. And I was like, this is cool. This sounds yeah. ace. Yeah. I really like the pop stuff. So I went straight into pop. Um, but obviously this, there's different sounds coming in, in and out all the time. But, uh, and then that took me down into, into sort of where I'm going, what and I'm doing now. All of these influences build and create your sound. What about the lyricism then? Is there a different feeling and reason for your lyricism? I honestly don't know. Yeah, yeah, you just... <laughs> I'm just probably still looking so that you, out. So maybe you play your sound, you create that ambience that you like to be in, and with that comes what we spoke about before, just a word or just mm. a sentence that you think, oh, that's kind of coming to this tune and that gives you your direction mm, i think so i think mm. i like the this the the chords or the finger picking mm. pattern or the or the something in the guitar and then just sort of match that with how does that the, the guitar sound does it mm. sound sad does it sound yeah. like this and then just match it with the the lyrics and just think of things direction and, you go yeah i think so i am um, I love the 60s. I'm mm. very into sort of Sam Cooke, Otis Redding era. All right. Okay. And you know I just imagine, like, Dock of a Bay, or, um, here's a man who needs new clothes, and <laughs> yeah. all that, but that era is all just infused of love, mm. but truthful love for me. They're just getting up, having a good time, and boogieing. Yeah. And imagine when them instrumentals came on in the production room and in the studio, and they're just thinking, 
grooving where does this go i can imagine why they always keep going towards love because mm. it just feels so uplifting and beautiful yeah yeah that to me i've tried to write a bit more to the old 60s instrumentals okay because i, I want to start my, a lot of my writing has been very in-depth emotional mentality sort of things coming through and i'm trying to dissect and decipher my life story mm. But <laughs> I want to be diverse as an artist. I want to try lots of different things. Yeah. And I've wanted so hard to try and get into that just lose yourself lyrics mm. and playful working and pl play on words sort of lyricism. Yeah. So I'm gone in that direction at the minute. Oh, cool. But yeah, I, I can still picture you on a beach. That's all I'm getting. <laughs> that Jason Mraz thing. Have you tried? I bet you know. Um, Oh, what's that? Um, I'm yours. Well, yeah, that was good. Or billionaire. He didn't sing that, did he? Brilliant Mars. I wanna be a billionaire. Yeah. So, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and was it all um, when you were f first performing without being paid, covers and things? <clears throat> yeah, was that what yeah. you were doing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, you know, busking during the day. Like my. Let's start again. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Um, I first went busking in Doncaster. Mm -hmm. uh, it's where I went to school. Finished school, went straight there. I think I was on study leave at the time. Mm. Um, no amp or anything like that, just started playing. Mm. And that first... Playing the guitar, easier, don't mind doing that, do it in front of anyone, don't care. Mm. Singing in front of people was scary. Yeah. And I was like, this is very bizarre. So I've done a few open mics before, but now I'm singing to people who haven't come to listen to music, aren't having a pint. Right. This is bizarre. And then just from that. And then once you get the first note out, it's just, what wow, this is just it just flows out and then mm. it just got I just don't want to stop doing this so I just like any I just said yes to everything I still yeah. do to be fair yeah. I still like do any <laughs> any gig I just mm. think there's there's why not mm. and um, and uh, yes it was just a case of gig busk open mic whatever I, I'm mm. I'm there and I'm doing it but yeah the uh, first probably two years I don't think I got paid for a gig. No, and, and all covers then at that time. Yeah, I still do a, yeah. a few covers at the minute as well, just to bounce around the set, and I just chuck mine in and out. I suppose you've got to sometimes, haven't you, at certain places, because mm. it gets them on board, and they go, oh, he's not only really good, but he's singing songs that we know, so they can come around and, and get a buzz from that. Exactly, yeah. And then yeah. you punch him with one of your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you prefer doing your own material? Well, 100%, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Why is that? Uh, mainly because if I'm doing just my own material, it's a gig where people are there to listen to music. Um, if I've done functions and stuff before where people are just there to have a good time and the music yeah. is there in the background and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't mind doing them at all, but I, if I'm doing that, then there's people who I'm probably supporting someone or I'm doing my own headline thing and, mm. and people have paid money to go yeah. and see someone sing some songs that they've done rather than, I mean, I'll always chuck a cover in. I think I've done covers mm. forever. So every gig I do, I'll always put a cover in. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just prefer... Doing my own stuff most of the time. <laughs> That's real. Because do you want to get to the point where you're headlining shows and being oh, yeah, yeah. full on stages, and then you you have to go the singer songwriter way, I suppose. Do you mm. to get to that point? I guess I think I think there's a route for anyone, isn't there? I just mm. need to find you know, just what works with you and and build everything else around that and mm. it'll come yeah. but that's your route you want to go down is be your own entity yeah i i it would be really cool to have sort of um a band or like oh, an wow. extra few musicians on board at some point but 
I just find it puts me off a bit too much. Yeah. Whereas if I'm just with myself on my guitar, I can slow it down if I need to. Yeah. I can speed it up. I can stop dead in the middle and start again if I want to. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. the control and and the fact that if I if I get a phone call saying, "Oh, can you do a gig tonight at seven o'clock?" Mm. I don't have to ring around a band you, saying, "Guys, you free." Guitar. It's just I'm there. Yeah, immediately. So I quite like the independence of just being solo. Now you've done a thousand of these gigs, <laughs> roughly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been all over <laughs> mm. doing gig, 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 gig. With gigs comes wonderful, beautiful, esoteric experiences, but also (laughs) some not-so-good experiences, and they shape you. Mm. Can you reflect on many of the times that have either shaped you from a bad experience or maybe even made you think, oh, do I really want to do this? Um, I don't think I've ever had the feeling of, do is this really for me i mm. think any new low is just like it's only gonna get better really like, that's it, what if, a lovely attitude that i is. think there's, there's no way and just like if you've got a bad gig then whatever the next yeah. one will be better and if it's not then cool the one after will probably be better it's not gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse, and worse. Mm. um i had one in uh nottingham actually i had um a gig the day before Where? um yeah uh, i can't remember the name of it I have a thing I can't yeah, remember yeah. <laughs> um, and I had a gig in Lincoln the day before mm. so I busked in the morning mm-hmm. did the gig in the afternoon evening time uh, my twin brother lived in Lincoln he was at uni there so we went out for a night out after that Cool. went back didn't get to sleep went out busking again before I had to go to Nottingham to do this gig mm. get to Nottingham um, and I'm told there's going to be like around about 80 people it's not paid, so I was like, whatever, but 80 people, that's cool. Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll happily play to 80 people who want to listen to some live music. Uh, I get there, and there's, I think there's something like two people there. Um, it's <laughs> oh, the typical man, one man and his dog, and it actually yeah. was a man and his dog. No way! <laughs> and and, the bug, and uh, I was like, well, I'm sure people are going to turn up later on, so I'll go on last. But my vocal cords are absolutely shredded at this point. I, I'm having to detune my guitar so I can actually reach just the bass notes. I can't. Dude. Wouldn't dream of going to falsetto. I wouldn't dream of trying to push out a, a really hard lyric. I was in a bad way, but I was like, I'm at this gig. I'm going to make it as good as possible. <laughs> Do that. I'm supposed to be staying at a friend's place that night. Yeah. Messaging all day. We're all cool. And then I finished the gig. I text them like, cool. Whereabouts are you? They lived li- literally around where the gig was. Um, whereabouts are you? I'll come meet you now. Just completely aired. No, no reply oh, no. call ring twice and then hung up and I was like right I'm getting absolutely out here ghosted completely it's like brilliant okay um, this what? was a, a mate yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> you can say that um, still a mate on, I honestly I couldn't remember who, who it is now so probably <laughs> no, don't, no definitely not I just I didn't reply to them ever again yeah, it's like yeah. you absolutely stiffed me here that's so not cool I, I went to McDonald's and the train station and I just stayed there I had my gig bag on my back my laptop in my guitar case as well a bunch some bu- a bunch of clothes as well I just used it as like a, a rucksack yeah. with the guitar in it so I had all this stuff and I was like I'm not sleeping on the street A because it's flipping cold yeah, and yeah. B I've got gear on me that if I get robbed it's yeah. going to really hurt um, <laughs> oh matey so I did that and then I found this little shopping centre um, <laughs> and you could charge your phone for free so nice. I didn't have a phone charger on me so I was like brill put it in there lock it up I didn't trust it so I just stayed there while it was locked and getting charged so stayed there only get half an hour with it as well so I had to unplug it plug it back in so I get mm. a full hour's charge back to McDonald's get a coffee and warm up back to the thing charge my phone up doing circuits of that wow 
uh, I wait for the train station to open at 5am yeah get the first train to Lincoln get to Lincoln I've got a gig in the afternoon so Google calls are actually straight I've not slept for could I nobody think, have picked you up or anything I didn't even think I, I could have literally called my dad and been like I, can you pick me up from Nottingham <laughs> and, he, and he'd have been there in you know yeah, 15 yeah, minutes yeah. and I just didn't think <laughs> I think it's because I, I think it's because I'm like I know I have to be in Lincoln the next day so yeah, if yeah. I, and I, also if I fall asleep I'm not waking up yeah. I'm missing that gig so I was like best thing I've got to do is just stay awake mm. to do that get to this gig I'm doing a gig in a cafe uh, I do the gig but again my vocal cords are absolutely fucked <laughs> at this it point is, they're yeah, really bad yeah. uh, I do the gig and then I think I go and meet my brother for a quick pint in the in the pub get the train home to Retford and then I just sit on my bed uh, about 6 o'clock at night and I was wow. like I'm not going to sleep until 9 because I want to actually sleep at a good get time rather than wake up at 5am or something but yeah, I just collapsed and fell asleep. I was awake for about 60 hours. <laughs> and did, did about, I think it was yeah. four or five gigs. In the, I can't remember did all you, of it. But oh, that's the best sleep ever, though, isn't it? Oh, that is a nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't move. <laughs> Do you know those things where you just fall asleep and you actually don't move yeah. and you wake up sore? For it. I remember back in Dare, <laughs> Ripley, um, where you tell your mum and dad that you're sleeping at a mate's mm. and then they tell their mum and dad they're sleeping at a mate's yeah. and then you all just go out together <laughs> and then realise, oh no, at some point we've got to go to someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all at mates <laughs> so we called it tramping out I think back in the day so we all had to just wait until it was a reasonable hour to go home yeah. and say right it's about time now but we'd be doing it in the winter and we'd just be on the park in and the cold. absolutely freezing and you think it's such a good idea until it's three in the morning you realise you've got nowhere else to go you can't go and knock on the door sorry yeah, yeah, I lied yeah yeah <laughs> got to wait till about seven or eight wait you're just all shaking and then you part ways that's it but then we do it next week same with the i did um quite a bit of traveling after school mm. and then i remember me and my friend went to australia for a year oh wicked and we thought oh you know what we can live like kings out here had no concept of money and being frugal and looking after it yeah, yeah. so we got there and i took a grand with me maybe a bit more a grand and a half mm. and I was Billy Big Bollocks <laughs> I've got so much money <laughs> going out drinks all on me tonight guys oh I'm <laughs> just an idiot <laughs> total idiot I've learnt from this but I'll be uh, flaunting it pulling it out and there was one day where I went back to the hostel we were staying in and there's a note saying, oh, can Mikey come speak to us? I got to the hostel reception and just said, yeah, you, um, your card's declined. It's not taking money out. So I thought, oh, no. And I only had one more day at that hostel and then I had to pay for the next week. Mm. And I looked at my card and, yeah, I just absolutely spunked it all. Oh, <laughs> <gone> mad. <laughs> so I went wild that day of trying to find a job. There's a thing called a woofing, if you've heard of it. I think I've heard W-O-O-F-I-N-G, I think it was. Um, Is it where you find, like, jobs just for that day? Yeah, it's kind of Gumtree and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some similar things. And I, I, on that day, I got offered a job... But it was in the three days after. So I had to have two nights of somewhere to stay. Oh, no. Luckily, we're in Australia, <laughs> but it was still cold mm. <laughs> at night. I bet it gets freezing. And though, me, yeah. me and my mate just went and uh, we stayed on the, um, on the beaches and things and just camped out there say camped out just put like a 
few coats up and just stay. Oh, like, that's I'll never forget. That. We were like, what are we doing? No, that's class, though. <laughs> You'll never forget that. You I, stayed on a beach for two nights you, in you Australia. Love, you, you love and you live for them moments. Oh, you, yeah. Not anymore do I want to be there. I've got to a good yeah. stage in my life where I love my kitchen, I love the yeah. bed, my amenities. But when you're 18, 19, oh, yeah. you can really go through them times. 100%. Yeah, yeah I've slept on the weirdest things. Like, I, mean, I mean, I don't think I've ever slept outside, but Jesus, the stuff I've slept. I've slept on like a, a normal chair, just like upright, like that. and then woken up and just been like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so Start weird again. Yeah, yeah, it's just so off. I remember this one time we went to um, Cairns or Cans, so Cans, <laughs> and uh, there was uh, an Esplanade. Is it called? Do you know, on the beach, it's a, sort of a walking area where you've got the beach that side, and then all pull-up bars and things on this side. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, beautiful area, Cairns. But they had this problem where um, Aboriginals, to be fair, they got their land taken off of them, (laughs) you know. But they would come in and they were drunk, these Aboriginals, native Australian people. And they'd have fights and bring weapons and all stuff like that. So we lived in this hostel around that area... And I was one of the reps, so I'd be taking people out every night, oh, getting wicked. on parties, free drinks, going mad. And this one night, I just got wasted, absolutely over-the-top wasted. And I walked back, there's a thing called Pie Face, and I think I had probably vodka in this hand, <laughs> eating me Pie Face, having a drink. And uh, I just... In Australia, I thought, I got emotional sometimes. Let's call back home. I racked up a stupid phone bill while I was there. <laughs> and I was walking round... And uh, my mum's like, where are you? Are you too drunk? I want you to get back now. Let me know you're safe, you're safe. I was like, uh, running and going, mm, I'll see what I can find. And there was one sign. And she says, what does the sign say? I'll see if I can find where you are. And it just said, beware of the alligators. <laughs> she was like, get away from, where are you? Panicking. Anyway, my phone died. And I woke up with one of the Aboriginal guys. And I was near enough naked. <laughs> in my pants with a pie. Just thinking... What happened that night? But <laughs> all the stories you look back at and just think, I'm glad it happened, but, God, if that was happening now, I'd be in a very different place. Uh, yeah, 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 I know <laughs> what you mean. what I mean? Yeah, oh God, that's a class story. Beware of the alligators. <laughs> Move! Get out of there! Imagine. Jesus. Stupid boy's life. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go travelling with your music? Would you like it to go on that direction and take you all over? Because mm. you were saying before when we met here, you been Denmark was it you saw your friend with the bus yeah that's right yeah we, we did some writing out there do you so you're just writing out there not performing no not performing I was only there for three days wow but, um, but yeah. would you, you got a taste of what it's like to be doing music abroad and things yeah. oh yeah I, is that uh, 100% I'd love to be able to just go abroad yeah and and just see more places and play more music mm. to loads more people he's got a very it's a it's a sound and a voice that people just want to come around. Do you know what I mean? Thank Wherever you, you are, even if they don't know the language or the lyrics, you can get immersed in it and mm. just lost in that sort of music. So oh, I can't wait to see you on them beaches in my hammock. <laughs> you looking right. over? We'll be there. That'll be brilliant. Yeah. Ha- have you collaborated much as an artist? Do you, do yeah, you work actually, with others? In, in especially last year and the year before, did did uh, a fair few. Um, I think some of them are coming out this year. Uh, I believe one of them's coming out in the start of March. Um, and then, yeah, it's, I, it, I just find it really cool to just jump on other people's stuff mm. and 
see if it works. And like, that's the beauty of it as well. Like, if it works, sick. Release it. If it doesn't, alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, it's, and, and I quite like sort of dipping my toe into the sort of different genres and stuff and see right. if, it, if it lands on... Have you noticed it's helped grow you then as an artist, collaborating and being with different sorts? I'd say so, yeah. Just, mm. so, just sort of... Um, when you're writing for guitar or piano, mm. I think you can get sort of stuck in that. And, yeah. I, and I was just focused on doing that. But when you've got sort of dance beat behind sort of, sort of behind the track, or, and it's moving like that, you sort of think, right, this needs to be a bit more, you know, up tempo mm. and um, and upbeat. And we uh, still managed to put some sad lyrics on it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, we all go down that path with that. I just love sad songs. They're yeah. my favourite thing. I, I, that's. My best way of writing to my sadness, when I'm I saying before in my happiness and trying to write from that, because I'm in Uwe or my state of flow, mm. I'm just comfortable there, but I'm not overthinking. I'm just in that place. Yeah. So I don't know how to write about it. Whereas when I'm in pain and I'm suffering, my mind's constantly full of thought and constantly doubt and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to document and write about. Look, I said the exact same thing. Dude, well, yeah. That's why we're brothers. Yeah, that's, it, <laughs> but that's it. Happiness is just a, a memory and it's... Mm. Whereas uh, I feel like yeah, the sadness and pain is more of like a stain that just stays there. Mm. So it's so easy to just remember how you felt when you stubbed your toe that day or, mm. you know, someone left you or someone's passed away or you know any anything like that it's so easy to remember the shit stuff because Mm. it just lingers whereas the happy ones are there they're happy just being a memory and and you can pick them up when you want whereas the pain just stays so Mm. that's a beautiful way of seeing it Mm. and you always feel this worry in artists that come on i've done 50 some of these now and any artist that i've spoke to their worry is oh everything i write sad though everything i write sad but my feeling is you're giving people an experience Mm. and i love crying sometimes (laughs) i love to be made to put a certain direction and particularly from other sadness i'm an empath and Mm. i that's where my heart lies is when they're telling me their journey their story their sadness and they've managed to put it into a beautiful piece of creative art mm. it's it's so important so we can share from that mm. so i think artists don't need to be so worried about no. writing from them places and also like if you like it that's all that matters like yeah if, yeah like, um if if you can listen back to it or you want to listen back to it, I think you've already won. Mm, so mm. Um, who cares? A member of and there'll always be a space for it, won't there? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's definitely times where dance tracks are on. We just want to get lost in the sound, mm. but in, in the amount of people that there are listening to that and finding that enjoyable, there's a huge handful of people out there that need being picked up and looked after and told sad stories yeah yeah so it's all there it's all in the ether all together Mm. and all just as important as one another so find your thing yeah yeah (laughs) but with the collaboration stuff you know you said i'm the guy i like to get a phone call be able to go and pick up my guitar and go Mm. when it does come to collaborations you're not struggle then uh, taking a direction together and you know what? I thought I would because um, I'd quite like um, keeping control of everything that I'm doing. Mm. Um, I like just doing what I want to be doing. I hate. I don't yeah. really enjoy being told. You know, clean the dishes. Don't mind being told to do that. Yeah, or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. get your car serviced or MOT. Those are normal. Th- tell me what to do, whatever. But when it comes to the sort of music stuff, when someone Your tells thing. me what to do, I'm like, can you? 
Back no, off. no one else is involved except me on this. So just leave me to it. Mm. Um, I thought I'd struggle with the writing stuff with other people, but I really enjoy it. Mm. Um, mm. And uh, have you worked with a spoken word artist before? I haven't actually. No, no, we'll have to jump Ooh. on something, mate. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, this is such a selfish platform. This is just for me <laughs> to find cool people that I can talk to and then eventually collaborate with. <laughs> mate, that's wicked. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I really enjoy it, and like yourself, I was reluctant to go into collaborating because, especially with poetry, it's so personal mm. and to your truth and your core. Being with somebody else on that mission and trying to sieve through a message that you want the song to sound good, you want it to be coherent, you both got to sort of pick a path with it. Mm. But no, when I went into it it made me write better it made me f- listen to new people's techniques yeah. and ideas and it's it's such a a great thing as an artist to do even if you do want your profession to be singular <laughs> and yeah. do it on your own solo artist even just to experience what it's like to collaborate and be around others mm. that's really vital isn't it i think it, it you need you need to go through, uh, you know, lots of people and find the people who you work with best, and mm. maybe, and then you'll have your core base of these are the people that I write best with. I feel, and then you can dip your toe with everyone. Yeah, and um, like I've had it before. Where I've I've written with someone, and I can hear, I can clearly tell the lyrics I've written and the lyrics they've written. Yeah, and I think this still is a good song, or I enjoy listening to it, but it's jarring to my ears because I know who's written what yeah I like it to be like I'd like to just forget about the track and then come back to it in a day and be like I can't remember which bit I wrote Mm. that's when I feel like I found a brilliant mix because Mm. yeah it's certain things I'm the one who's got to sing it if it's if it's for me anyway yeah um so I I don't want to have to be jarring at certain lyrics and being like this doesn't really fit I feel like there's a stronger line there and we didn't work on that and that winds me so yeah I think it's it's just and getting that confidence to be like doesn't really fit that hmm. I don't like you any less I mm. think you're a great person still but I just think maybe this isn't right so. and you, do you find you can be that honest with your art you feel comfortable 100% because you want the best thing to come out of it so 100% yeah I think if it's not right then what, what's the point for yeah, isn't it? When, yeah. it's a massive waste of time just to potentially hurt people's feelings even more by <laughs> you'll go with five songs deeper and I'm going to tell you now that this isn't working mm. Why, why did we never put that track out? Because I hated it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It, that's the thing. Like, so some things just don't fit, and you've got to be okay uh, with it, that. It's really good for artists, though. Do you know, from another artist perspective, to have them open, honest conversations, and mm. say to them, "Listen, I don't think this works for me. It doesn't go in that direction," because they'll always take something away from it. Whereas. Mm. I've done projects before where we've gone down, we've wrote it all, we're all cool, we're saying it's buzzing, but nothing happens from it, and you go, was was it cool? And you just mm. have this doubt inside yourself thinking, oh, why didn't we go forth with it? That's it. Like, you I just think, want honest conversations, don't you? I think you can have a great time doing something and have something great after, but again, there's, there's certain things as well, so we, we can't post or release this mm. because of something else that we're doing or and then it gets lost and then potentially outdated or something like that and it's Mm. it it, it, there's a lot of pushing and pulling but um i think i go into to writing and think i never expect anything i'm doing to get put out Mm. and if it does 
cool yeah. like I'm happy with yeah. that but I think if I go in and expecting thinking that this is going to be a, I'm excited to write it's going to be a good song mm. but I'm not expecting it to get released mm. if it gets released buzzing nice yeah, one yeah. and if it doesn't then I can just hold it for myself or what about the idea of you mixing passion and occupation was that a hard transition are you absolutely buzzed that this is what it is now I th- I don't think it was difficult at all I think I left school um and found music and did it like a music business course that was just running for free in the local town yeah. it was absolutely phenomenal course and it was the first time I'd gone into something where it was book learning and I was mm. like it, I was lost in it I was like this is just an, in really fascinating stuff the business side of it mm. um, and the creative side of it I thought this is really really interesting and I'd never felt that before which is kind of a shame because I got to 18 years old and never felt that way in a classroom which is yeah, yeah. Um, you know it's what it, it is, is. What the education but, system can be yeah <laughs> but I enjoyed classes but it never felt like that mm. and um, it, to go from that, that and then just made sense it was like well we've already chosen this as my career path mm. I enjoy, enjoy it even more after sort of book learning then this just makes sense mm. so mixing the passion and the and the occupation, the occupation it just it's, made sense it's just interesting isn't it because you know you get into creativity and creating because you just love it to the core you hear that sound come out for the first time mm. you're humming along and you get that buzz there's sometimes you find with artists and i've felt myself is when i've had to start to find the gigs get emails in write because you feel i've got to write because i'm a writer and force it a little bit mm. because it is a job there's definitely been times where in my psyche, in my heart, I thought, oh, I remember when I just enjoyed this as a passion project. Yeah, yeah. Just as what it was, I picked it up when I needed to, I put it down when I wanted to, and it felt good in that. Mm. Have you ever touched on that feeling before? Potentially, yeah. Actually, I think so with some with some gigs. Mm. It gets to the point where like it's... You know, twenty four years old at the time before COVID, <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, and uh, you know, it's the weekend, and your friends are all off work, and mm, I get you. and they're all getting, like, they're all linking up to have a, a, a do, and you're like, well, cool, I can get there at like half one in yeah, the morning yeah. if that's cool, <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, cool, let's do it, but you've missed out on the whole thing, and mm. and the gig you wanted to do probably wasn't the be- the best, and you get there in a strange fire, they're all wanked, had this certain, <laughs> you should have been there, oh yeah, kind of, don't get the joke now, <laughs> yeah, it is. so, but that fades, you know, yeah. and all it takes is, uh, you know, just an amazing gig or. Mm. You know, but at the end of the day, that's also, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm getting paid for this and mm-hmm. I can make sure that the bills are paid. And no, completely, man. So, you know, okay, and then I don't ha- I could just work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday if I wanted to. Yeah. And have the rest of the time off and see my friends on a weekday or whatever. So, just compromising and working with it. And everything's got a byproduct, hasn't it? Mm. Because, say, you went down the other path where it's just you didn't pursue this and you were out with your mates. They'd always the grass is always greener sort of feeling, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So you're out with them, and then you're thinking, oh man, should be doing. Music. If only I could have just done that gig and that gig, and I was paid to do what I love. Because ultimately, we need money to survive in this society. Exactly, yeah. And to then have to compromise and do something you don't like at all, which I've done jobs in the past that I despised, hated yeah. my existence because of it. So I'd definitely go on the path of pick your passion, let that become your occupation, and yeah. then you don't really have to work, sort of. That's idea. it, yeah. And, 
most of the time going to to like a function gig or something it is like well this is this is crazy that mm. I go and sing songs and then I come home and that's my job <laughs> and then I go so it's like everything's fun yeah like everything and it's just so cool to have a fun job and then you finish that fun job and you jump in the car you took a podcast on mm. that's fun and you go home and you see your cat that's fun <laughs> you have some really nice food your girlfriend's made that's fun you go to the pub that's mm. fun. like it's just there's no reason that everything you do should be fun and I think that's if what I'm doing stops being fun that's when I stop doing it it's amazing attitude. So. Yeah, have, have you ever seen the film yet? Soul. Have you Soul. watched that yet? Is Soul. that the thing on Disney? Disney one. No, we it got released on Christmas Day, did it? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. we were going to watch it, but we'd just forgotten. So I tell you what, man, that's your homework tonight. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> See, fun homework. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, what you just described there is quite a touching message in Soul. But okay. I'm not going to ruin it now. Okay, no, I'll I'm going to let I you will. go do it. We've got Disney. And then we we'll take you it. back to uh, do a podcast all about Soul. Yeah. And what, what do you take from the message? <laughs> Disney man, look at me. I'm covered in it all over. Oh, bro. Coco. I've got Blue the Bear up here. Oh, wow. Just touched my soul, nice, man. man. Wicked. <laughs> so hey, pun, soul. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, brother, I know I've got to play dad a little bit today. Yeah. But I do want to hear about where you're going with this journey. Fingers crossed, COVID free world. Mm. What's coming up from you? I do. I want to know, man. Lots more music releasing, lots more music. <laughs> I should have guessed it. Yeah, yeah, lots more gigs. Uh, I think just lots more of everything. I think I the before COVID, I was just sort of just treading water and mm. just being okay with doing what I'm doing um, and having this, you know, this year-long break at the age I've had it, it's mm. been a, a, a huge refresher and, and mm. I'm just hungry for Sort of, it's pulled that bow back for you now, mm. hasn't it? You've... Let go of an arrow, then you started creeping up, creeping up, and you're ready to go again. Hundred percent, yeah, mm. yeah, that's it. I'm really focusing over in the next five years and just making sure that every step I make is the right step and having fun. Do you think that I <laughs> love it, man? <laughs> Going to give you a biggest cuddle if I was allowed. <laughs> you think you'd like to spin some more plates with it? Because obviously you've been in music for such a long time, doing the gig thing, creating, making. Are there any other avenues within it that you thought, oh, quite like that? Because I've got into filmmaking now, doing mm. my own music videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. and that took me down an avenue that I thought, oh, wow, what a cool door. Mm. And then you look at um, animation and different styles of stuff. Have you had that uh, thought? S uh, similar ones. They're just business-wise, really. I yeah. think I'd re be really interested in starting or growing our business what is whether, it again? Whether it be in, anything really, yeah, whether it be in music or anything like that, I, I'm not really too fussed. But um, I really like that the the initial stage of of a business of just marketing it and mm. pushing it out to everyone, mm. and uh, I find that very very interesting. And it's something that I just keep keeping my eye on. That I because I love constantly moving and being about and creating stuff. So business is a great attitude to go down, isn't it? Mm. Just how you drive whatever it is, push this business, and it does keep you busy. Mm. <laughs> I'm a, and also, like you can do it anywhere. Like you, if as long as you got a laptop and Wi-Fi mm. connection, you could be anywhere in the world running your business. Do I, the new world exactly, and I find that really really cool. Mm. And yeah, just, what about podcasting? You know what? I thought about starting one with my friend. Seriously? Yeah, but um, not a music one. Um, okay. A football sort of podcast. Oh, dude. I've... Let's jump a bit there. So, are you a footballer? 
Uh, I love playing football. Yeah? I absolutely love it, yeah. Really enjoy it. Um, I've only just started watching football again in the past four or five years. Right. I sort of stopped watching it at the start of high school and then left school after sixth form and just sort of went into music and just never really watched yeah. football. I went to the pub and watched um, a Liverpool game and I didn't know any of the names. And yeah, I was like, yeah. this is horrible <laughs> i was like this is going to take me a couple of years to do but i'm getting back into this because i love watching football i love playing football mm. i just yeah i just really enjoy it it's that is my best escapism sport in general but it is football it's the, on yeah. the saturday with the sunday with the lads you're not thinking of anything other that's literally it it's you the turn best up escape on a common interest of just playing football so you talk about the games on the weekend who's playing who's played mm. but then you actually play yeah. oh mate i, I I say this too much, but I've ruptured my ACL oh. and MCL in the same tackle. I was playing at a decent-ish level, um, but it was on a bloody Sunday game. Oh, <laughs> you know, you've ruined your whole sporting career from a daft game on Sunday with a few of your mates. I was oh, a bit gutted. I bet, man. That's Not that I'm that guy that. Oh man, if I hadn't had that, I would have made it. <laughs> yeah. But still, you. I, I did compete at levels of boxing, football, I tried MMA, all different styles. I just love it. And mm. Corona times, I can't have my operation still. And oh, no. I'm just desperate for it, honestly. I but, bet, I bet. Dude, I'll never, that was pain. Yeah. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> and it was a cup game. So all my mates were just shouting, Mikey, get up, we need you, we need you on. Suddenly, <laughs> cup game. My oh, legs I, <laughs> and, and then they made me go and stand and be uh, lino, because it's Sunday league. No And I was way. running up and down the line, it just kept giving way. But, I mean, if you could if yeah. you could run up and down the line, you could have played the game. Why do they think they could just give you the lino oh, and be like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, that was, that oh. was bad. Um, I let it heal for a little bit I think it was partially torn but I used to play in the week as well mm. Monday Wednesday Friday twice flipping out because <laughs> pros play no it was uh, I just loved it so much man so I found a good five-a-side leagues and mm. um, I was I even I'd try and stay behind if somebody else wanted a player. Mm. I was desperate to just keep like, going. I'm the exact same. And um, I remember because it was JJB, and we had a decent team at JJB. We were in the top division, and it was like uh, team one versus team two. Mm. And uh, it was one of them raring matches where everyone's just flying in trying to kill each yeah, other. Yeah. And I can't back out of tackles, even though I know my knee yeah. wasn't probably ready for it or holding up. So I'd give it six months of rest, running around again, wasn't giving way, cool. And then that was another cracking, smashing into someone. It just went ping. Oh, oh I felt that big. I bet. But I yeah, bet. I, I, I'm so desperate to play again, honestly. Me too. It's, uh, even now, when I kick a ball and it go, gives way, it reminds me, and I think, Oh man, why did it have to do that? Yeah. Do you have a team then? Do you follow? Uh, uh, yeah, I support Liverpool. Do my, you? My initials are LFC, so I can't not. <laughs> well, I'm a Leicester boy, mate. Oh uh, so. yeah. <laughs> I go into Leicester um, Football Club to do the poetry sessions. Oh, wicked. Because I think Leicester pioneered uh, working in the communities, getting football clubs to do so. Mm. Um, and one of my old football mates is a coach at Leicester. Oh, wicked. So he got me down to do some workshops, and there's Leicester bringing in all the different 
schools into King Power mm. and I'm up there and one time I remember I'm performing doing my thing and they'd actually got special guests the footballers to come in oh wicked and all the kids just turn around while I'm halfway through a poem and it's Vardy's coming in or whatever and I just go oh lads you've ruined <laughs> the old rhythmical boys here now but it was nice because they the footballers come in and started reading poetry out as well oh cool but that was beautiful I bet yeah. and because I'm just a football support. I love football, uh, whoever's on, really. Yeah. But because they've looked after me and given me nice support and got yeah. me in, when I see them win, it makes my heart throb. I bet, yeah. <laughs> you Especially when they weekend. beat Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> We're that stinker. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, Madison, though, what a player he's come yeah, to be. Yeah, he's, he's quality, isn't he? He's he, really good. Very talented lad. Really good. I'm sorry, I've caught you on the Liverpool thing. No, no, no. <laughs> And what what about playing for you then? Were you at a other level? Or? No, I've never played for a team. Never played I hold for a, a team. Yeah, never ever. Because you hold a grudge, don't you, for not playing even uh, primary? Yeah, I'll never get over that. Why didn't you get into the primary? Team, Honestly, don't know. I wasn't bad at all. Really? Um, I mean, I wasn't the best. I wasn't, you know, top goal scorer, but um, I, I wasn't bad at at all. Um, and uh, I remember my friends asking why I wasn't in the team. I was like, I honestly don't know. My twin brother was the goalkeeper. Does um, your twin brother do music? Uh, he plays guitar, yeah. Does he? Yeah, yeah. So are you very similar people? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah very similar, yeah. Quite close. Very close, gr- Good yeah. friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So yeah. both footballers as well in, in heart. Yeah, well, yeah. He's, I can't remember who he supports. Um, I say that we're very close. Don't yeah, know what yeah. team he's <laughs> you don't know the football team they support. You don't know them at all. <laughs> he used to support Man U when we were growing up, but he's just—I think he just doesn't care who's playing. He watches a lot of Liverpool because I, we it's do. It's always on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, he played for the, the primary school team. He was in net. Nice. Uh, very good goal, goalkeeper, especially yeah. for his age. Um, and I wouldn't mind not playing for the team. I could almost get understand if he's like well there's probably stronger people on the on the wing but mm. I was I think at that age I was both footed as well yeah oh, um, nice so I could have just chucked me in left back or something yeah um, and my brother Adam he's a year older than me uh, he had to stick around at school because my mum my was picking up my eldest brother from high school so he had to mm. stay at the primary school and so he was like right I just might as well do the football tryouts as well really doesn't like football he's not into it at all not bothered about it and he made the team immediately, put him in defence. And I remember just thinking, what has this teacher got against me? Yeah. Uh, like, th- my brother doesn't even want to be there. Yeah. And, he's, and he's playing a game. I went, to, I went to every game as well. Obviously, my twin brother was there, but it's I went to every game. It's funny when teachers just want to win. They don't really care about giving these children experience. I could have helped. He could have yeah. shut me in defence. I would have been fine. Honestly, yeah. the, I hold a very big grudge. And yeah, I, can I, I remember that. the teacher, I remember the name. And really? the, Let's not kill him off. Um, no, I'm not going to go. Out in no. Here. no, no. Do you, so? Do you think? Do you not think it's written in your stars though to maybe play one day and have try a team? I'd love to play You're for only team. Twenty six, mate. Yeah. That's nothing really. I'd love to play for a team. I really would. I play like before lockdown happened again. I play yeah. every Wednesday with my friends in in Lincoln. So you all just built like a, a league <coughs> for yourself, sort of thing. It was actually it's, it's one guy I know. He's my friend Zach, and um, 
it's all his workmates, so I don't, okay, I don't yeah, actually perfect. know any of them. <laughs> I, I love that um, about football, though. You mm. know, you, you meet people on the music path or whatever path, and we're quite either deep thinkers and we talk in a certain way. But sometimes when I turn up to a different football team who've just asked me to go on that day, I've never met any of them before, they're just like, you're right, mate, and then it's kick-off. That's it, yeah. And you're all just connected on this common... Co- I really enjoy that about football. Me too, I absolutely love it. It's just so fun, and like I'm the same when, when you're saying... Um, when we finish playing, everyone's kind of okay to go home. I'm like, I wish we could have it for another two or three hours. Yeah, I could yeah. have played football. I could play all day. I don't care. Oh, man, yeah. That, what, that's another good escape for me. Oh, I love it. It's like watching football and playing football is probably the the best thing to escape from anything for mm, me, I think. I just mm. I watched the Southampton game yesterday and uh, I got a joke from my girlfriend that she supports Southampton. So <laughs> over the past couple of years, she said she wants to support a team that weren't going to get relegated but aren't going to win anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, Southampton. Well, yeah, you picked your team. And I was like, well, Perfect Southampton. Pick. Yeah, and then... Um, <laughs> and, uh, so over the past, like, two or three years, it's sort of become a thing where I really like Southampton as a yeah. club. nice. So, like, watch their games and watch Liverpool games all the time, so... Oh, I like how that's blossomed. Yeah, really if, cool. If you start this podcast up, then, what do you think you're going to... Like, with your mate on football, mm. what directions? Are you going to talk about playing and watching, or...? Well, because I'm fairly new to it, I've only been watching and enjoying football for the past four or five years, apart yeah. from four or five years when I'm in primary school, um... He's been following it since day one, yeah, like, and yeah. he's not stopped Tell following you every it. Tell player, yeah, so every want, date they join the club. Exactly, yeah. and, he's, he's, and he's got a good eye for it as well. He's, you know, you can see a good player on the ball, but he spots the players off the ball that are really good. And mm. and he, um, I think he used to film the under 18s, so he saw Curtis Jones and Trent Alexander Arnold come through, and he was oh, like, wow. he's going to be, he's going to be man, and. Um, uh, yeah, I'd love to start a podcast with him of like how to uh, you know how to be a football fan basically, and he, how him, to be a football fan. Him That's teaching such a me cool like, what I should do, and uh, obviously I'm an idiot with some of these things. Like I'm I'm okay with the English names, like mm. in Premier League and Championship maybe, but when it gets to like European football, I'm I have no idea. We've just signed that Quebec, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, is it Ben Davis as well from Championship? Mm-hmm. I don't know who those guys. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, we've got to go back." I'm like, "Who is he?" <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy that though because there is sometimes an elitism in football fans, and oh, you don't know this guy, or you don't know this, but it seems to be broadening. It's more about inclusivity and bringing all people together mm. over this beautiful thing of football. That's it. Do, there is somewhat ugly sides to it um what do you think to technology in in now you know var have you had any thoughts on what where you stand with var in sport uh, it's frustrating very frustrating because you know offside by millimeter no goal onside by millimeter yeah. It, yeah. it's it's way too far. i think if the lines are touching for offside Give the goal. I, Come on. I, I like, how of, can you be that precise? I just want to allow human error back into the sport. A little bit, yeah. I think I, for penalty decisions, for big decisions, yeah, yeah. I think and, and we like need Because I would have wanted it for England, but you know when the ball crossed the line in the World Cup? Yeah. But was it Lampard? I think so. By a, a ridiculous amount. Yeah. But, you know, my, my dad was a semi-pro footballer. Mm. All he knew was football and farming. That's yeah. his existence. But... A lot of pros that went pro talk about my dad still. On yeah, oh, I used really? to. Uh, Kenny Burns was somebody that mentioned him in an interview and stuff. He oh, really? played for Forest. Oh, was nice. like yeah, my uh, left back mate Dave. He was the one who f- I thought was going to make it. Oh, <laughs> it was, it's lovely stories like that. And I speak of my dad in a 
great attitude when it comes to football because mm. even everyone around here was like, your dad was such a good footballer. I love that oh, feeling. Wicked. But I, I learn a lot of my knowledge of how I see football from him because I've got some respect for him. Yeah. And he he does hate this new game. <laughs> He's yeah, got that real old school attitude of it's a brand new game now. Mm. And he still forces himself to watch it. Okay, he, he's, he's gone down the line of supporting Arsenal mm. because my sister's partner's a big Arsenal fan. And it's just nice when we're all together yeah. laughing, singing, go on Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone down there, but... Literally, as soon as there's a bad VAR decision or something daft, he turns the whole thing off. He just won't watch it. It is frustrating, especially when it's like minute. I'm like, for those decisions, please just let the ref make the decision. He's there in front of it. Mm. Let him make the, the call. But when it's like a a, a dangerous challenge in yeah, the box, yeah. or we need to make sure it's actually in or outside the box. Um, so yeah. it's just, just being balanced with this technology, not having it as all resorts. But, oh, yeah... At, it does it slowed down the game it's definitely oh. changed it when you're waiting three to four minutes just been a goal now no goal mm. i suppose it it feels a little bit more americanized if that makes sense yeah like nfl yeah, yeah it's got the nfl vibe to it and i did like football's grouty grogginess yeah. uh, realness and just rawness i suppose mm. but yeah i think I th- you just got to change with the times though yeah 100 percent. and the game pl- is played completely different like if you watch highlights from Dude, it's so 20 years ago now. it's you know you got your four at the back yeah you got four there yeah. and you got two at the front and then you just you pass and shoot yeah. whereas now it's like you've got your wing backs that pretty much go higher than the strikers mm. whipping balls across you've got two cent- and, and the the game is completely different and like mm. and it probably it's it's going to be frustrating for the next few years, but it does bring an element of hope for the VAR when you your team may get a penalty. Like, mm. come on, come on, come on, come on. Somewhat, um, it feels too perfect somewhat now. Football. I know what you mean, yeah. How that pretty they play and tactical it's like a, a chess game mm. sometimes i quite like that though yeah i like I mean, the uniform that, and that's the thing of the nuance you've got to see it for a new art form now if you're looking at it through the old arsenal Vieira days mm. against man united yeah. you know you, you you're not going to get that really anymore with scolzi and so on no because I, I remember i've been watching old school 2006 maybe even 2000 games and it what on youtube you see 20 minute highlights yeah it was bloody good. Yeah, it, yeah. It was so exciting the way they ran with the ball. Thierry Henry plays with it, but it just seemed a bit chaotic. I think. Mm. And now sometimes I've seen games and they've been not contrived. I don't want to say, but just very pretty football and tactical. Yeah, uh, so it's, a, it's just a different game, and you have to see it on that premise completely. And I think it's as with any sport, everyone's getting better than yeah, that's the it. Generation before that's it. It's, it has to be this pretty because you can't take the ball from your box and run to their box and have a sh- yeah, shot like yeah. you could do years ago because everyone's so good. That's it. The, so you've got to match. I've, I watch a lot of BMX stuff. I used to BMX when I was younger. Hmm. And, you know, at, at the time we were trying, you know, to just do the simple bar spin or a tail whip mm, or something. Mm. Whereas you've now got these, like, 15-year-old kids doing double backflip tail whip and like doing all these nuts tricks that you know people had never done until like five years ago and there's mm. kids doing it now so what's the next generation of that yeah. sport going to look like so it's the same with football I mean you you do still have your anomalies of players that are particularly good but back when you've got your gigses and stuff as well running through yeah. stampeding 
that they stood out so much because they would just take on six players, do a one-two, and then crack it in the top corner. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that exists, but everybody's of an elite level now. The endurance that can last for 90 minutes without failure, not cramping yeah. up. Do you know, remember yeah. back in the day when the lying on the floor and the lifting the toes back yeah. for him? Come on, we've got 10 minutes left. Fitness is insane now. It, yeah, they're yeah. all archetypes of the perfect athlete. Mm. And now, because there's... 22 players on a pitch like that it's had to change mm. it's it's one wrong step and that's where you fail yeah kind of thing whereas before it was just flying everywhere <laughs> that's it when you've got that's it when you're in the back of the day when you've got okay man united's team and arsenal's uh yeah unbeatables or whatever they're called mm, sorry um, that is right i think <laughs> you've got you've got you know all those players that are amazing but then the normal teams have got their five really good ones and yeah. the, now everyone's just too good yeah like, it, it's. I mean, it's interesting. I well, love I've watching. I've kind of it. gone back to watching YouTube teams now, or okay. different teams growing because they're more of that. You can see a standout player, mm. maybe even below champion, so League One, but where you can watch games on YouTube or see people progressing. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that yeah. because it feels like your Saturday League style stuff. Have you seen um, Hashtag United, Spencer Owens' team? Yes. Follow yeah. a lot of their stuff on, on YouTube. You? Yeah, I like to watch some of their games and they've got a great following and, and the fact that how fast they're climbing through the leagues. I just wonder unreal. if it's the new direction. Potentially, but it's going to take a lot, a lot of years oh, to get to. a long to, time, but but they're doing all right. Well, how YouTubers are because they're coming into sport in general now, aren't they? Look mm. at boxing. Yeah, yeah, my exactly. favourite sport ever. But it was dying a death in some ways, mm. and it's again this: is it good? Is it bad? It's just a thing that's happening. Yeah, YouTubers are going to come through. It's a a platform now that's been truly embellished and discovered. Well, anything they do because they're so flipping popular yeah. and have the funds to, you know, rent out a stadium or yeah. do... They're going to do it very, very well. Whether it's a, a, a rubbish scrap or yeah. um, a 11-a-side dreadful 9-0 game or something. Yeah. They're still doing it and they're still doing it that size because they can. I mean, if I had the funds and the, yeah, yeah. the, the people to do it, you just would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, what? Go play at Wembley for the day. All right. <laughs> I, I, I really, I do want to see Logan Paul because he's fighting his brother, isn't it? Ben. He's fighting Ben Askren in a boxing game, a boxing game, oh, a boxing is that fight. Jake Paul. Yeah. Jake Paul's fighting Ben Askren. So Ben was in MMA for a while and more of a wrestler. So that's why that's quite an interesting fight mm. because Ben's not known to be a striker as such. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be close. Actually. That's the thing that he's, he, this Jake Paul fella. He's not fighting anyone that's a fighter though. He's fighting. A wrestler, basically. Yeah, without, yeah. Without disrespecting it was a, this guy's an name. An MMA fighter, but not known for striking. That's right. And, and you've got to have all parts of your arsenal for that. In, I'd rather see game. him be a boxer, fight a boxer. That's yeah. So, so I think that's what they're lining up to. <laughs> if if he wins that fight, which I think he really could win that I think fight, he probably will, yeah. I'm not going to rule out Ben because is a top athlete yeah. so somebody who is of elite is probably going to know how to defend themselves how to look after themselves and manage yeah unlike when he fought that basketball player that was a horrible yeah. fight dude he should not have been in that ring no no, that, no. and that's what i don't really want to see because people can get injured in this sport mm. and then it gets demonized because they've done daft stuff with it yeah but when they when he wins eventually if he wins 
I think that's what they're leading up to of having him against an actual boxer then. Mm. And that's going to be different territory. I just feel like the way he's going about it is, okay, this guy's an enemy, but the, all the previous fighters he's had is, it's like me having a one-on-one football match with a golfer. Like, yeah, this, you're yeah. not matching it at all. Or me yeah. playing a gig to the zoo like, yeah like, I, I know, <laughs> it the, doesn't the, really match up it, there was um a mma i watch a lot of mm. and in china or it was japan they used to have these weird match-up fights i think it was fighting the monsters they called it or something okay. daft and they put a giant huge japanese cage fighter against a smaller boxer guy and it Throughout history, we've wanted to see weird things and what would happen. Yeah. And it seems to just be coming in what's our culture now, and we're seeing strange anomalies and fights sprout out. And I will somewhat pay to see most of them. Yeah, know, yeah. I was I was gagging to see what happened with the McGregor versus Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. What happened was inevitably what was always going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it made total sense when I watched it. I went, oh, that that thing that I thought might happen definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that what if, though. Like, the what ifs, yeah. Under, uh, the UK loves an underdog, don't they? Yeah, oh. that's it. So I'm, in, I'm quite excited to see what emerges and what comes through. Because, mm. yeah, I do love boxing. And because I've done boxing at an amateur level... I know how hard it is to get in the ring. I know that even three two-minute rounds absolutely cripple you. Oh, I you bet. can't go at a proper rate. Uh, I've done all the sparring, so having that attitude towards it and being at a low level, knowing what it takes to get to an elite level, you don't like to see it trivialised so much because you want respect to the sport, but. Also, it's bringing loads of eyes into the sport and loads of people are coming to watch it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a, a brilliant thing that the YouTube community have started to do and bring more people across. Maybe when Jake eventually meets his match, will be a proper boxer that has boxing endurance and boxing mind and knows how to knacker him out straight away. Yeah. Then people will go, oh, I've got this mad respect for boxing now. I've got mm. this huge love for it again. And it's just brought a bigger audience to it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you can tell my tangent on that, can't you? Was, no, I, no, no, no. No, I was just loving it. No, I absolutely love it. I, lo- <laughs> I, I watch a lot of YouTube as well, especially before lockdown. Oh, I've got I, another just... piece of homework for you. Can you remember your first piece? Of yeah, homework? Soul. Soul. All right, next one is um, 42. 42. 40, it's a YouTube channel I've just okay. discovered. I bought a treadmill. Oh, wicked. <laughs> I need to get rid of this timber. So, run, walking a lot, to be honest. Yeah. But just, I put it on a full incline. That's good for you, that, yeah. And then just do... I did two hours the other day. Because wow. I put the rugby game on and just went. But as the rugby game was on, I was getting a bit tireless so i thought right i'm gonna go on youtube channels and start looking if there's anything interesting and this guy just looks at really weird facts and interesting stories that have happened throughout history Ah. but gives them out in the best kind of way so there's imagery movement the guy started off very annoying He's got, I don't want to say nerd in a derogatory way, but he's got a very nerdy voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 42 here. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. That's how he sounds. <laughs> and then I, I thought, I'm going to give it time now. I'll listen to what he says. Yeah. One episode in. Oh, man. Just incredible. So, homework two. Yeah, wicked. 42. 42. Soul and 42. This one episode was on um, these six guys lived in Tonga. And they were in a horrible school. They were only 16. And they were being beaten. It was a very religious school. Oh, wow. 
so I think it was Tonga, but it was an island in essence, and they wanted to get to the next local island which was 450 miles over water to get to there anyway they thought it was worth risking it so they stole a boat took this boat off and then suddenly this big storm happened at night and they got taken 600 miles the wrong direction to this tiny little island that um i think it was um what uh, slaves were held on at one time it was in inhabited island right so they got Doc, like um dragged all the way out there and they had to find this way of living but their story is so beautiful it's not one of them mean horrible they all turned on each other like a lord of the fly story mm. it was this they'd all come together lived on this inhabited island and turned it into a thriving beautiful know. island just six lads that's nuts they got picked up this is all a true story it happened in 1960 oh wow and um they got picked up by this boat that uh, came off of the shore from Australia, an Australian boat, and he just he was looking through this island and he saw on the faces of the rocks there was burnt marks on all the rocks. So he thought, what? How fires don't just start on their own accord in these sort of climates? What's this? Yeah. Started approaching up to it, and one of the lads started running at him, and he couldn't believe it because he knows this island's been inhabited for hundreds of years mm. and it, it was such a beautiful story it's not been made into a film yet but it's been have you watched the revenant yeah 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 it's been picked up by the director of the revenant oh so and they're turning it into a hollywood blockbuster it's coming cool. out next year i think but dude i'll send you that episode yeah it's please do so so good oh, i love and stuff I, like that I've true been story caught stuff. in a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> next couple of weeks are done <laughs> <laughs> nah, brother, I'm going to let you off. <laughs> I know I've still got to play, Dad. And we said we were going about 20, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Thank you. So where can people find all your stuff? Where can people see what you're doing? All on socials, just Lewis Canner. Not Lewis Capaldi, Canna. not no, Loyal Canner. Loyal Canner. <laughs> <laughs> or that guy from One Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lewis Canner. Lewis. Lewis Canna. <laughs> and that's right. on Spotify, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, everything. Everywhere, yeah. They can ping you a message and get in touch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, get in touch. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me, man. Thank really you. appreciate it. Guys, you've been a part of the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Thank you for being here. Remember what we say just be nice to one another. Peace and love. See you soon. <laughs>